2: From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor and those that love to stir the pot. Hi, I'm Java Chapman here with Carol Palmer and Joe Sherman, as today we will be your guides through Mississippi's vast and wonderful food landscape. Now, Mississippi is known for many things. It's great music, it's generous in hospital people, and great food around every corner. Now, today we talk with the people of Extra Table as they are looking for those generous people to help with their annual March of the Mayors. And we will speak with one of Jackson's newest restaurants, Lacor, known as Jackson's Best Kept Secret. And as always, we want to know what's happening in your kitchen. Send us an email to food at mpbonline.com. Dot org. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Joe. How you Good doing? Morning. I'm doing great. How are you, birthday oh. man? Oh, oh, come on, man. That was that was last week. That's, oh, no, in, the past. But we That's came, in the past. We yeah.
3: came with goodies today. Um, Malcolm <laughs> and Joe and I were just, we were stricken because right. we missed the birthday on Thursday. And we feel, like Malcolm did with his, we got to keep it going a week.
4: There you go. <laughs> and knowing
3: week. how all the radio people at MPB love... A sweet. That's right. (laughs) We are birthdaying you with a Primo's caramel cake. So let's keep it going. Oh, okay, it's so sweet. okay. It'll hurt your teeth. Man. I know it'll hurt your teeth, you <laughs> young thing.
2: Well, I appreciate I appreciate well, it. Well, tell thank us about,
3: about the birthday last week.
2: Oh, man. You know, it was uh, really uh, in true fatherhood style, just a regular day. <laughs> uh, dropped the kids off at school, came here for um, a great day at work at MPB. But I, w- I do have to um commemor- uh, thank my uh, lovely co-workers here. They're so sweet, so generous Uh uh, they celebrated me pretty much the whole week i had balloons and um and a sign on my door uh, a nice car, some gifts. So thanks to my MPB family. But um, I got to eat some of my favorite foods. I'm a I'm a pizza and wings guy. So we got the family together. We went to Sal and Mookie's, and uh, yeah, you know, it's just a, a good time. A good, good time.
3: Well, we're keeping it going today. <laughs> That's
2: right.
3: <laughs> and so I know we'll have people walking by the studio window looking for the caramel cake.
2: Oh, shortly. Yeah. They already they already <laughs> r- waiting <laughs> waiting for uh-huh, the gift. They're cut. circling. They're circling. <laughs> (laughs) Well, Joe,
3: it is so good to see you. And, you know, we're missing Malcolm. Malcolm's on the Gulf Coast at the Walter Anderson Museum Uh this morning and then spending a few days in New Orleans. But we love it that you are a man who gets to (laughs) yes really quickly. I'm I'm,
1: I'm fast on the yes button, believe me. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a problem.
3: Well, I know because I've watched Cooking and Coping and – I just know there is a lot going on in
1: the Sherman right. the kitchen. The Sherman kitchen has been, no pun intended, hot. It is hot. Ah, hot, really hot. So we kind of started off the weekend with a, a salmon. We wanted salmon, and Mary Pryor likes it with a glaze. And I was, you know, searching around trying to find this great glaze. I got a couple of recipes from Leanne, and it wasn't a glaze, but it's great cause I've tried it before. So I looked in the refrigerator, and we had this Davina chili fig spread. I went, ah. ah. So I covered the salmon in the Davina chili fig spread and broiled it, and it was phenomenal. So I uh, researched where you could buy it, and they said Kroger. So I went to Kroger, and all they had was some kind of cherry sauce. I said, eh, don't want any cherries. So she's, the lady behind the cheese uh, counter is ordering me some. So and it Excellent. was fabulous. It well was
3: fabulous. I just happened to know because I've had dinner at your house that you are a man who does love a fig.
1: I love a good fig, or a lot of good figs. I yeah,
3: say. yeah. Um you know, you gifted the people who had dinner when I was there one night with a little fig balsamic vinegar. That's right, exactly. And
1: you had figs on your charcuterie tray. Right. Exactly. It was delicious. And then Saturday night we had our good friend's uh uh, Patty and Freddie Rayner and uh, Louise and John Hartline, who happens to be an excellent cook, and John brought the Harbor Docks tuna dip. Unbelievable! Really? Never served, had it. Uh, it's delicious and served
3: different from all the other tuna yeah, yeah, dips oh, down yeah, there.
1: Oh, believe me, it is ph- it's phenomenal. And
3: it's, Harbor Docks is what in Seaside? In
1: Destin, right Destin. there in the heart of Destin. Okay? okay, it's been there for. I mean, we you don't get there early you stand in line uh, so what we prepared for dinner we had braised short ribs and um, there's several ways to do it I did it the, tried to do it the traditional way I uh, put it in a cold oven the short ribs after I'd done all the, the prep for for four hours and it was fall off the bone delicious and then I used the uh, stock and uh, the braising liquid in uh, wine reduced it and added, since I didn't use my own stock, if you buy the stock in the stores, it doesn't it's, doesn't, it's not gelatinous enough. There's no gelatin in it to help thicken up the uh So sauce. This, you're
3: talking about just a beef stock. Just
1: a beef stock. You, anything you buy in the grocery store doesn't have it in it. You have to have real veal stock that you did with bones, et cetera, et cetera. So I added a slurry, and it thickened it up and served that over some parmesan polenta that Mary Pryor had made.
3: Well, that sounds delicious, <laughs> but when you're talking a slurry, are you talking a combination of cornstarch and water? One to one.
1: I used a tablespoon of water and a tablespoon of cornstarch. And that thickened and your stock. You got, once it starts to boil, it starts to thicken, and it was phenomenal. And then Mary Pryor made, for dessert, Swedish cream and the forgotten cookie. Great meal. Okay, tell me about the Forgotten Cookie. The Forgotten Cookie is actually a Jewish cookie, and they used to sell what I think was the Forgotten Cookie at the Old Time Deli. And basically it's two and three-fourths cups of confectionate sugar, a tablespoon of cornstarch, a a generous helping, a a generous quarter cup of cocoa, and then you mix it up and then add uh, two cups of chopped pecans and three egg whites. So it's really not forgotten, because you forgotten. know it. Oh, I know it. I rem- I have it memorized. I'm going to change it to the memorized cookie. <laughs>
3: well, I want to go back to the short ribs for a minute because I could see I could see Java's eyes getting big in there. He was wondering why he didn't get short ribs well, for his birthday. Well,
1: you would have, but these were so short. Well, I barely got enough for the six people. <laughs>
2: oh, look at it. Look <laughs> <Yeah>. at it.
3: <laughs> uh, okay, so you were talking about the you doing the prep. Before okay. you put the right. short ribs so, in the so you, oven. So kind of walk so us you, through that. You
1: take, take the short ribs and you sear them on all sides. And it takes about five to seven minutes. I seared them in a Le Creuset Dutch oven. Take them out. You use the renderings and the grease from the short ribs and you put in your mirepoix, your celery, your carrots, and your onions. And you brown that. Then I added garlic. Then of I course. Added, then added two tablespoons of tomato paste. And get that going pretty good. And then you add uh, two cups of wine to it. Now, the, the the short ribs are set to the side. You add two cups of wine, and then you start to reduce it. And once you get it reduced to about half, then you take—I uh, took parsley and thyme and laid it over that mixture in the pot, and then put the short ribs on top of that, and then I covered it with beef broth. And once it's covered, I put it in a cold oven and cooked it for four hours at 200 degrees. And it was fall off the bone. It it was falling off the bone. And then you take that out. You strain out all the the liquid. Liquid. Then Then you strain it again through either a a chinois or a real fine sieve. And then you start reducing that. And once that's reduced, you add another cup of wine. And hey, you drink it a sounds cup, like you, takes, you
2: drink a cup, you pour it, a cup. That's yeah. what I said.
3: <laughs> well, we don't mind eating short ribs at nine o'clock in the morning. So next, next time, you time come I'll on, bring them.
2: I will bring. Them. Yes, please don't be shy with that. I won't be back. <laughs> they, were, they really were good. <laughs> now, before we go to this phone call on the line, I have a quick question um, because I I, I want to know this. Outside of, I guess, American cuisine, Southern cuisine, what would be your favorite, Um, kind of more on the international side? I think I've heard you, Carol, say you love Indian food.
3: I like, I guess Thai food would be my favorite. Thai, Vietnamese, and and Indian food and, and I can't wait for Joe to come in, you know on this but you know I was just very influenced by going to Thailand in the 80s it was I was lucky enough to go with a group we were trying to reunite people after the Vietnam war some of the families had come to the US and they still had family in the refugee camps there and eating that food in that type of setting mm-hmm. you know, just real home cooked uh Thai food, I mean, really changed the way I thought about the only asian food i had ever had was like you know sweet and sour pork at a chinese restaurant so
1: what about you joe well i i will agree with carol on the especially the vietnamese food i had the opportunity when i was with viking to make a trip to uh vietnam for As 10 I days did. yeah and it was phenomenal we went into the country and watched them make tofu watch them make rice patties or rice paper uh, wraps and the food is phenomenal uh, but of course you know I can't get off the radio with saying I love Lebanese food. Yeah, so, of course. Of course. You know, I'd, be, I'd be excommunicated from the uh, Lebanese community. Well, I bring,
2: that, I bring that question up because on the line we have Joan Milroy from Mississippi State University. And we featured this uh, this um, uh, festival in the past. It's the 31st um, International Fiesta happening at Mississippi State University. And one of the highlights is the international foods that you get to choo- uh, choose from. So good morning, Joan. Um, I appreciate you calling in this morning. Tell us more about the fest- the Fiesta.
5: Yes, um, and happy birthday, Java. <laughs>
2: thank uh, you, thank you.
5: Yeah, and I'm so glad you did that lead-in. We have um, at the University on the Drill Field on Saturday um, April 1st, we have um, the international student groups and international groups from around town that have booths that they set up that have displays about their countries, but in addition to that, they sell food, and as was said, homemade food is the best, and so these groups um, make their, their favorite um, cuisine, and um, they, they set their own prices. Um, but it's absolutely fabulous. Admission to the whole event is free. Um, but the food, um they you pay for, but it's <clears throat> um, it's just fantastic. Um, I've seen people come with their Tupperware to to get the food that day and then bring some home for the next day or the next day. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of fun. We also have um for cultural aspects we have a stage that has an amount of um huge amount of, of singing dancing um instruments um playing from all around the world um, we start out with a parade of flags at 11 o'clock and anybody's welcome to carry a flag we've got a lot of them um so we'll be there a little before 11 and um it goes from 11 till 3 and there's activities for children um bouncy houses to get hmm. rid of some of that extra energy so it is just a fabulous day. People wear their national costumes. It's just colorful, exciting, and they're very willing to answer questions about their theme, about their costumes, and about their country. Well, it sounds
3: like uh, a wonderful event. And Joe, I know you know the way to start Bill. I sure and, do, <laughs> and um, I do too. And the drill field, we know where that is. Yes,
1: indeed. It, it sounds like our kind of thing. I love it. How, how many different countries are represented?
5: Um, We usually have um, tables and booths from about, well, we have tables and booths of about 45 different groups. Now, not all of them are international because we'll have like some of the church groups that are giving away balloons or whatever. So um, it just varies from year to year. But um, we have a lot. And And, last um, year,
2: uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Joan, uh, not to cut you off, but last year Sri Lanka Student Association won the food contest. Do you remember what they served?
5: I don't and I sent an email to them and they didn't respond because I I think I think the president is different this year than last year so the email wasn't didn't work but yeah the um I mean gosh Sri Lanka wins sometimes Turkey wins sometimes I mean it just varies from year to year we have a food contest for main dish and for desserts
3: you know that uh, just is so. is really a testimony to Mississippi State being such an international campus uh, that, that's very exciting. I, I just had not really right. thought about Sri Lankans. I've met right. a, they, a lot of Indian students on campus,
0: yes, so I bet yes. there were
3: some fantastic mm-hmm. Indian food. Indian oh, oh my gosh! Yes, yes,
2: yes. <laughs> well, we appreciate um, you. Go ahead, John. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we
5: just, we just. Every year, you're never quite sure who's going to show up with what foods. You know, <laughs> So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun.
2: Well, if you're looking um, to expand your palate um, on April 1st at the MSU um, uh, drill field, it's the 31st um, International Fiesta. And uh, Joan, really appreciate you calling in this morning.
5: Yeah, and thank you so much. And I, I used to be at the university, now I'm retired. But this is so great that I, I have to continue to help out with it because it's just too much fun.
2: Great, <laughs> <Right. laughs> And we appreciate you for listening Joan Milroy, she uh, gets special uh, Treatment, I will go ahead and just Point that out because she is a, a Listener and supporter of go. Deep South Dining So we appreciate Joan Now one thing about Southerners, that we are Some of the most generous And hospitable people um, Around Wouldn't you guys agree with that? Oh, no, I think, amen, no, amen. That's easy it's, 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 uh, it's always funny to me how Mississippi Especially when it comes to income and wealth, and we rank, you know, on on the, the low end of those uh, lists. But when it comes to generosity, we're always at the top. Amen. You know, so that speaks to something of the people. But this morning, we want to speak with um, Rhonda Hayden, Director of Development from Extra Table, uh, one of the premier Nonprofit organizations working to eliminate hunger by supplying food pantries and soup kitchens um, with the food that they need. And I did say Premier because not only do they, um, you know, Extra Table, they help service the different soup kitchens in different parts of the state in different regions. um, And we appreciate them for that. Good morning, Rhonda. Good morning. How are you? uh, How are you doing this morning? How are things at Extra Table?
6: Things are good at Extra Table. We're a small office with three employees, and we're all at our computers this morning working on getting food to people in Mississippi.
3: And one thing that uh, that I wanted to say up front about Extra Table is they get healthy food to people. Yes,
6: we do. We um, are committed to making sure that our food is healthy, shelf-stable food, and that includes making sure that the food um, is low-sugar, low-sodium, because, unfortunately, in the state of Mississippi, we are also not just combating hunger, but we're combating, obesity. you know, obesity, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. And we're trying to make sure that we give um, our individuals who are using our food on a monthly basis healthy choices.
3: And how many food pantries in the state do you serve?
6: So Extra Table on monthly basis, we serve 60 food pantries Mm -hmm. every month with food, but then there are other um, people in the fight against hunger. There's four food banks in the state of Mississippi, and Extra Table is one of the four. The other ones are Mississippi Food Network, Mid-South Food Bank, and Feeding the Gulf Coast, and amongst the four of us, we are serving 455 food pantries in the state on a monthly basis.
2: That's wow. f- that's phenomenal. <laughs> I wanted to ask the that's question. A
6: lot of, that is a lot of um, hungry individuals and it's a lot of food that gets out on a monthly basis.
2: Now, just to clarify, when you say food bank, you guys service the food pantries, which may be in um, people's um, communities. And so just for clarification, people can't contact Extra Table. If they need food, they should contact their pantries.
6: That is correct. So we are a food bank, along with the other ones that I just mentioned. And what we do is we purchase healthy shelf-stable food um, and then we distribute that to food pantries. Extra Table works with 60 food pantries throughout the state of Mississippi. So um, individuals would go to the food pantry that is located in their community if they're in need.
3: I remember when this was simply an idea in Robert St. John's <laughs> fertile brain and to yeah. see, and yeah, you know, to see the way this organization just started from that seed and how it's just transformed itself from you know those early days into just this uh, major 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 hunger fighting organization and yeah,
6: I'm, it's been fun to watch um, the growth of Extra Table.
3: Yes it has and I know that, that you have a big program going on right now the March of the Mayor's So, tell us about it.
6: Okay, so March of the Mayors is actually, it's a food collection um, that is taking place in the Jackson Metro area in the Pine Belt region and on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And we partner with mayors in those regions and ask them to rally their city to collect one specific food item. So, say, the city of Hattiesburg is collecting peanut butter right now, whereas the city of Summerall might be collecting corn. And these cities collect the food for four weeks, which they're doing right now. And then on March 24th, they are going to take the food to one location in their region. The extra table has designated. And then the week of March the 28th, extra table will have volunteer packing which we always can use volunteers for that um if you're interested and we will put one of each food item in the box and then those boxes will go directly to our food pantry so they can get them to people who need
1: it
2: now is this a competition between the mayors I know it's probably some 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 uh...
6: <laughs> It's not a competition, but when you put something like this in front of competitive people, which a lot of our mayors are, they are turning it into a competition. The Gulf Coast has got to be the most competitive region that we've worked with. This will be the third year that we're doing it on the coast, and they even will do social media posts their mayors, um, you know, challenging other mayors to, try to beat them, and, you know, there's no way you're going to beat our city. So it's really been fun to get the support of the mayors and to get them rallying behind our calls and see what they can actually do uh, to fight hunger.
3: <clears throat> I've been getting bulletins for the past few days from Extra Table about House Bill 1723. And where does that stand right now? Is the bill in the Senate uh, now?
6: Uh, we've got good news. So House Bill 1723, it passed the House of Representatives with a vote of 117 to 0. So it was unanimously voted on the House of Representatives. So the next step is for the bill to be considered in the Senate finance. And if it gets considered there, then it'll be presented for a vote in the Senate floor.
3: So what is what is the bill about? Who introduced it Um, and what is it going to do for the people of Mississippi?
6: Uh, The bill is strictly um, asking for a dollar-for-dollar match when businesses donate to one of the four food pantries. And, again, that's Extra Table Mississippi Food Network, Mid-South Food Bank, and Feeding the Gulf Coast. And it would allow us to hopefully – get some more funds that we normally wouldn't see, Um, you know, with the rise in inflation and the supply chain issues that we're having right now, the cost of food is just skyrocketed, which has caused more food insecurity. Um, We're at an all-time high with food insecurity right now, so this is our way of making sure that nobody goes hungry in Mississippi.
3: Well, thank you so much for all you do, and uh, we'll be checking back in to see how the March of Mayors went.
6: Well, thank you. We're excited about it at the the end of March, and if anyone's interested in making food donations or volunteering for those events in their um, region, they can go to the Extra Table website, and there's information on there
2: well we appreciate you again Rhonda for uh joining us this morning Rhonda Hayden director of development uh from extra table and we also want to um send a shout out to our other food banks uh Mississippi food Network miss south Food bank and feeding the Gulf Coast and in a little bit we're gonna speak be speaking with the general manager of Lacour restaurant um in Highland village in the, the capital city in Jackson uh charnetta Adams Did I say That said it correct uh charnetta yeah. Okay, I, I, I'm I'm known for messing up a name or two, so forgive me. That's why I go by Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we have a phone call um, on the line. It's uh, Wayne in Pike County uh, wants to join Deep South Dining this morning. Thank you for calling, Wayne. Good morning.
0: Good morning. I'd like to add one more thing about the food banks. Um, if you're a hobbyist or if you just have some uh, trees or plants that have... Uh, overproduction, you might check with your local food bank. They might take your citrus or fruit or, or extras that you have if they have a program for that. You might check with them to see.
3: You know, that's that's a great point, Wayne, because a lot of places in Mississippi are food deserts and fresh foods and vegetables, fruits. All those things are hard to come by. And that's a beautiful thing.
2: And I also like uh, the the phrase food swamps, not so much a food desert, because the only thing around are fast food um, things. And like you say, Carol, fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, to your point, Wayne, are uh, in, in great need. Yes.
0: well, um, I have a, a, a question about a um, carbon fiber cookware pan. And uh, let's say it was overheated by maybe a friend of mine for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And, and this uh, is
3: carbon steel or carbon fiber?
0: Carbon, carbon carbon, steel, you're correct. That's right. Thanks for correcting me. So it's carbon steel. And so I got on this thing about, you know, I watched this Mark Ruffalo movie that was uh, anti-nonstick type thing. You just have to look it up and go see it if you're interested. But. Um, it was about the gases that could be emitted by some non-stick stuff. So I got into both uh, cast iron and um, and my friend got into this uh, carbon steel. So anyway, let's say they overheated it by several hours on an electric stove, say Ooh. two or three hours. Yeah, they didn't start a fire, thank goodness, but um, uh, the only thing that may have been a little detrimental is a slight warp in the bottom of the mm-hmm. pan. So it was kind of a, a wok-shaped thing, so it had just a a small area that was flat. But um, is there any, since there's no additives or something, I guess, on this type of cookware, and it has similarities to to uh, cast iron, except for that cast iron in that situation may have cracked. So this one did not. Is well, there any danger with using that going forward?
3: Well, first of all, I, th- it's this is interesting that you're using carbon steel. I owned a gourmet store for about 30 years and, you know, would sell a few carbon steel pans because they're really traditional pans Mm. that are used uh, in restaurant kitchens, uh, not so much anymore, but, you know, especially in France. And they are wonderful pans that take a lot of heat. I don't believe they take that many hours, but, um, you know, they are used to high heat and while you were talking i just quickly looked it up and it said uh, on the internet you know my f- favorite uh, source you might, <laughs> my favorite quick source favorite. for for this uh, but it says to mix two parts of salt to one part oil and use a paper towel to rub it all over the interior pan and this note says Think of it as an exfoliating treatment, <laughs> uh, you know, for your pan. And also, a, a thing I used to tell my customers is don't cook acidic foods in right. carbon carbon steel pans. Well, in
1: carbon steel, part steel and cast iron. I think it is. Yeah. So I think I think you're well, safe. Uh, and
3: woks woks are made. Uh, traditional woks yeah. are made from carbon exactly. steel.
1: Exactly.
3: But you really do have to keep them clean. You have to keep them dry. Mm-hmm. But Wayne, that's that's the best I can do for you. But the good thing is we have several thousand listeners out there, and somebody might know better than Joe and <laughs> and me how to how to do this.
0: Well, thank you for the information.
2: Thank you. Well, we appreciate you calling, Wayne. Hopefully, um, that that'll help you out <laughs> as your cooking adventure. Yes, tell
3: your <laughs> friend. That, yes, well, uh, yes. That, I,
2: I like I like the way he started that. Yeah, I had a friend. Use who, the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> now, guys, coming up um, on this Friday, it's uh, Saint Patrick's Day. Yes, got, sir. oh yeah, big y'all, time. Y'all dropping some uh, some green food coloring Shout in your that. beer?
3: <laughs> uh, n- not in my beer. But no. the good thing in Jackson is we get to celebrate it twice. We That's get right. to celebrate it on the real. St. Patrick's Day, and then then, the next next week uh, at at Hal's, it's now Hal's St. Patrick's Day Parade, which Mal changed from his own name to commemorate his brother brother who we miss so much.
1: St. Patrick's Day is an interesting, it's an interesting day to me. So... uh, the only St. Patrick's Day parade I'd ever been to in my entire life was the one here in Jackson. So one time when I was uh, in Which the, is very colorful. Very, very colorful. <laughs> when, so when I was in the, in the retail business and going to New York every six weeks, I happened to end up there on on the weekend of the—or I ended up there the day of St. Patrick's Day parade.
3: Which is the largest St. Patrick's right. Day in the world so thought,
1: parade. Exactly. I thought I'd be real— sharp, so I cut all my appointments and I go line up to watch the St. Patrick's Day parade. Little did I know that it starts at 11 o'clock and doesn't end till 4.30 in the afternoon, which is a long time. The second thing I I couldn't figure out is it wasn't anything but a bunch of people in, in bands. Well, I found out that no motorized vehicles nor floats are allowed. They can't wear green hats, green sneakers, or oddball dressing. And The most interesting thing about it is They say in their directions, this is from the... If you want to go into the parade, it says, (laughs) Please remember, you're on Fifth Avenue for one hour once a year, and you should march with pride in your heritage and dress accordingly. Business dress code is required.
3: (laughs) That's, you know, I I was just... Amazed at the New York St. Pat- Patrick's Day Parade. As I, I told you in Java this morning, I called it white men walking. It was. It, <laughs> it was, was but the, the, thousands upon thousands of people in, in uniforms. There were unions, there were the police, police and the firemen, the, firemen <laughs> the merchant marines, well, it, I, I, a I, lot of uniforms. I don't
1: want to pour a lot of cold water on somebody's uh, cast iron or carbon steel. St. Patrick's Day Parade, but St. Patrick really wasn't Irish. He was born <gasps> in England. Oh, wait, wow. come on, oh my Joe. God. Joe actually, don't do this. St. Do Patrick don't. actually wore blue and not green. But and he was not actually a saint because <gasps> during his time, the Catholic Church did not have canonization.
3: Oh, my gosh, the screen is getting <laughs> ready to light <laughs> up.
1: But anyway, it's uh, eventually they changed to green because that's what everybody wanted to wear. And it's a great event. It's even a greater event in Jackson than it is in New York, believe me. Or Ireland. <laughs> or Ireland, believe me. Or England, wherever they celebrate yeah. it.
3: <laughs> Well, in Jackson, there are tens of thousands of spectators. I, I remember a few years ago the figure like 60,000 know, watching our parade and their floats and – People dance up, dancing crazy costumes down yeah, we the do street. Not,
2: we do not have business attire. Uh, not yes. uh, <laughs> they're the, they're the business I'll attire. It, and right, I'm,
3: I'm proud to say that our producer Java Chapman is a member of a very elite marching group <laughs> for St. Patty's Day, and it's really it's the oldest marching group. It's the the um,
2: Crew of kazoo,
3: the crew of kazoo, and you dress in kind of tuxedo-like shorts and
2: (laughs) yeah, a lot of a lot lot of party uh, no, a lot of business up top and party on the bottom. On the bottom, (laughs) like a (laughs) mullet, you like a (laughs) (laughs) mullet,
3: and you carry big big uh, stands that have lots and lots of paper
2: flowers on them, which you give. Did you give to the spectators? You know, some give only two young ladies and, you know, you traditionally get a kiss.
3: Yes. Ah. We are, the, the kissing, not so much anymore after COVID and everything. There's a lot of cheek kissing going yes, on yes, now. Yes, 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 yes. But Java, how, did, how does it feel to march down Capitol Street with all those thousands of people.
2: It feels it feels fun because um, you know, I'm 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 a I guess by nature a shy guy or or a quiet person, but to be out in front and just being out and about, it was it was fun. It was fun. It was a great thrill. It was a great thrill.
3: And and I, I had the joy of being a sweet potato queen for many years and it was just such a thrill to put on the green sequins with the enhanced body parts and the wigs <laughs> and you know the first few years we wore different wigs for every theme like the Elvis theme we had Priscilla Presley black wigs and then you know own and own. but the time we had the red wigs I slept in mine Oh wow! and we rented them I just you know it was my natural self we rented them and I just didn't want to give it back and from that time on, we became redheads, but I've now raised up to being a buckethead judge and get to wear a green robe with a green bucket with eye holes. And the reason is because <laughs> people like you throw things at us, yeah, beads was, and, and <laughs> candy, and, and we have to wear buckets on our heads.
2: And some people have great aim. That's all I'm they saying. Do. <laughs> they
3: do. So, Joe, tell us about the food, since you've just totally blown St. Patrick's what cover.
2: food? What food? That and that well the the good food oh. at LaCour, because we're running out of time. Uh, oh, we we're having a good time this morning, but um, we want to welcome Charnetta Adams, General Manager of La Cour, uh Kitchen and Bar. Do I have that correct? LaCour Kitchen and Bar. Yes. Yeah, located in Highland Village, one of Jackson's um, hidden treasure restaurants. Um, I have to give full disclosure. Like most things that are good in my life, they come from my wife. She <laughs> was the first person to go to Lacroix core and uh she was like you gotta come you gotta come so we went for um for lunch i think it may have been about a month ago now and uh had a great time the ambiance is it's real nice and uh laid back i believe um it's the only piano bar in in jackson i'm that i'm sorry i'm taking your thunder away ahead, tell me. us <laughs> tell us about liqueur um restaurant for those who have
4: not been um, first, I want to thank you for having us on the show. LaCour is, is located in Highland Village, where a uh, southern French-infused bistro, like American bistro, kind of. Um, some of our menu items that we highlight are our crab claws, our creole linguine. People come from all over to come get our food. So,
3: Well, I came to get the salmon salad, which was probably the best salmon salad I've I've ever had. And my brother and I went, and I got the grilled salmon, and he got the smoked salmon salad, and we tasted each other's, and they were just... Absolutely fantastic. You know, the dressing was fantastic. And I called Joe and <laughs> yeah. told him, I said, Joe, I have had yeah, this, this wonderful meal. And, and so
1: you're going. I got to go this week. Got to go do it. I can't wait. It's, I mean, it's, I could walk to it if I wanted to. <laughs>
3: so it's an interesting story about your owner. So tell us about him.
4: Um, he's from Brandon. He's local here from Mississippi, but he is a board certified pediatric pediatric dentist.
2: Yeah, Dr. Jerick, Dr. Jarek Jerick Rose. And, and so funny, Joe Sherman is like Mr. Awesome. He walks in today. Oh, yeah, uh, Dr. Rose, he stays in my neighborhood.
1: He's right at right the right <laughs> bottom of the hill. I was
2: like, I was like who doesn't Joe know? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know.
3: Yeah, Joe was commenting that uh, Joe has a Dunkin' Donuts in Pearl, and the so, good doctor is in Pearl. <laughs> and Joe said, I guess I'm I send sending him
2: a lot, lot of-, of customers.
1: <laughs> he give me a free, free gift certificate.
2: <laughs> now, you guys are open um, uh, for uh, lunch and dinner. And one thing that I really uh, appreciate for you um, is, and also brunch on the weekends, but you have a lunch special each and every day. Yes, we do. And Catfish is Friday. It is. <laughs> it's
4: our biggest special on Friday. That's when we have our most food traffic It's on Friday that comes for our catfish. It's our farm-raised catfish. It comes with our sweet potato creme brulee and oh collard greens.
2: Mm. Collard greens. C- see? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, even sa- it sounds delicious. <laughs> it is the best. I love collard greens.
3: A-, a brulee and collard greens. That, in- that really intrigues me.
2: Okay, we may have to go for a but, Friday field trip. Yeah,
3: right? I think we do. But it is it, the restaurant is gorgeous, and I know it was designed by Jonathan Shul, who's done so many beautiful restaurants in Jackson. But it is knocked out.
4: It is um, the bar is the jewel. That's it's the center of our restaurant. So everything there from the fresh flowers to the curtains the owner picked out himself so really yeah and Very I want to nice. talk
2: about how how has it been being in um, Highland Village that's such a you know iconic shopping shopping district and um, just being in that area right across from um, another great restaurant uh, Aplo's which is right right across the courtyard right. so talk about talk about being right there in Highland Village amongst amongst the people mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: So our name, Lacour, is for courtyard. Like it means oh. courtyard. Oh wow! So okay. a lot of people don't know that what that what it means. So the owner, he seen the location and it was perfect. It was in the heart, in the middle. A lot of people give Jackson like not too much of a good rep about coming here. So he wanted it to be right there, in between. A uh, great area, and by a lot of iconic restaurants. We picked a good spot. Yeah,
1: Holland
3: Village has really become Man. a mecca for restaurants. You have, you know, Bravo. You have Aplos, You have Tuck Tuk Boom. boom. Mm-hmm. You Biggle, have Beagle Bagel, and uh, and so that's just a great home char. for you. I mean, and yeah, and Char and that courtyard where there are activities and tables
1: outside.
2: It's a great spot, and it's if you have um, a a, a pizza hungry kid like myself, you have Whole Foods right around the That's corner. Right. <laughs> and go in and get you get you a slice. <laughs> so it's it's centrally located, and I just think that is wonderful. A great place. Um, you guys often have music on the weekends. Um, I know um, a good friend of um, MPB's, Kerry Thomas, has been there with his acoustic guitar. Um, you guys recently did something for Mardi Gras. Um, a little while ago. Talk about some of the events and how people can uh, follow you guys on social media and stay up to date.
4: Uh, the last event that we had was Fat Tuesday. Um, it was a huge event. We did the crowning of the queen for Fat Tuesday. We did samples of red beans and rice. Mm. We had a mask contest for the best mask. And our website is com. You can Follow us. You can book reservations. We take large parties, small parties. We do events, anniversaries.
3: Oh, and you have a private dining room. Yes, don't we you? do.
2: Now I do have to ask this question because I saw uh, something on your on your website, and as a jeans and t-shirt guy that I am. <laughs> Um, this This dress code when it comes to your dinner menu uh can you can you explain a little bit as you try to i guess uh, upscale the ambiance of the Jackson restaurant experience? <laughs>
4: well, we have a business casual dress code, so if you are coming in on your lunch break you we welcome everybody in we know lunch is probably like an hour or two so you can just come in as you are but for dinner we want it to be a little classier we want to give you the full dining experience so we're kind of tight on our dress code like just make sure slacks jeans ladies dress to impress we want you guys to make memories gotcha beautiful way to say that
2: I, I, I know she uh <laughs> <Shardetta>, <laughs> really? she has a way with words this morning <laughs> because you know uh, hey you should dress accordingly Parade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like now one one aspect I did want to talk about especially with uh with uh dr Owens in um uh being the owner of I mean dr Rose mm-hmm. I'm thinking about one of the doctors here but Dr. Rose being the owner um uh, African-American this is a black-owned restaurant in the heart of Jackson speak about that experience and how um I guess the community has embraced you guys
4: it's been a wonderful experience we have people from all walks of life coming to support but we are a black-owned business and we carry ourselves to a higher standard. We just want people to come in and embrace the culture, the food and show people a different fine dining experience. Very Beautiful. Good. Now
2: Very Joe, real. I told Charnetta before you uh, before we started that you had not been Carol and I have been, so have you been convinced? I'm convinced I mean, I, I'm, I'm double convinced okay. <laughs> I'm
1: about to eat there twice. <laughs> I think it's
2: great. I can't wait to try.
3: It. Yeah, we're gonna check up on him That's right, that's good.
2: Yeah, now that that is what we're gonna do, um, Charnetta. Before we let you go, do you do you guys have any um any uh any upcoming events or something that you want to uh, let us know about?
4: Um, at this point, we don't have any upcoming events yet.
2: Okay, okay. we're getting
4: prepared for Easter. So. the events going okay, to be Okay, Joe so look Sherman. for, look, it's look for Easter. It's going to be Joe
2: Sherman <laughs> kind of
4: the Joe Sherman event. Uh,
3: yeah, <laughs> it's Charnetta, I just wanted to say I really like the billboard. Y'all have a a big. Uh, board out front with the menu on it and it is in the courtyard and that's really kind of how i got there i was waiting for somebody uh we were not planning on going to your restaurant and i looked at the menu and i saw that there was like a grilled peach salad and a a salmon salad so uh, i think that's a that's a real asset especially in a courtyard setting like Mm -hmm. that thank you
2: now, I wonder if there's a little bit of competition between you and Apolo's. I uh, have y'all come to a great uh, agreement like we're going to support each other here in this courtyard because the way it's set up, if you have not been, they're right across from each other. You know, so lunchtime, it's it's booming on both sides.
4: <laughs> there isn't any um, competition. We have two very different menus so we share we're very good neighbors so. i like wow. that i like that that's good He's <laughs> because a good they're a, they're a fast
3: uh, you know fast a fast, casual. Casual. fast uh, casual and always a lot of kids and uh, you know one of the thing great things about aplos is there are a lot of kids running around the courtyard there's actually a place for them to run around so and they're, they're, they're not bugging do. the that's rest
2: right, of us right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Well, Charnel, tell us one more place, one more time where um, people can get more information about LaCour uh, Restaurant, kitchen, well, kitchen and Bar. I'm sorry.
4: LaCour's Kitchen and Bar. Um, our website, you can follow us on Instagram at LaCour's Kitchen and Bar. Or you can go to our website to see our menus or make reservations at LaCour's Kitchen and Bar.com.
2: Well, there we go, Joe. Go. and um, I can and, do all of that. <laughs> Joe and Carol, we put another one in the books. All and right. Malcolm missed out on all the fun. I know. Malcolm, yeah. we're we'll, thinking about you.
3: Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, take Malcolm to La Cour for one of our Friday experiences. Right.
2: I think we may have to do that because Catfish is Friday and it's always good. Yeah, yeah. it's always good. <laughs> so thank you again, Sharnetta, for uh, joining us this morning. We also want to thank uh, Rhonda from uh, Extra Table for giving us some great information about their March for the Mayors and the House Bill 1720. Uh, 17- Twenty-three, which looks to give businesses another incentive to contribute to the food banks uh, around the state. Carol, Joe, thank you, thank you, thank you for um, being here this morning. And
3: Joe, you're sitting on go. I'm ready. Always sitting on go. Always
2: ready. Yeah, Joe is at the ready. He's, <laughs> and he's a good man. He's a good Thank man. Thank you. I enjoy it. Deep very South, much fun. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Stink Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. To hear today's show, you can visit our website, mpbonline.org. Join us next Monday for more Deep South Dining. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.